1: Got your Bibles with you. I'm gonna be sharing a story out of the fourth chapter of the Gospel of John but We're gonna continue our teaching on the mighty Holy Ghost that we started last week This will be the mighty Holy Ghost part two brother Joe Hallelujah, how's that you get your title in advance? (laughs) He usually has to chase me down to get it But as we study the Holy Ghost, we'll find that he's represented in the Bible by many different symbols and emblems uh, for example, some of the symbols uh, that he relates to are wind and oil and wine and fire, and especially water and in different types of forms and different types of intensities. Like he'll refer to, he'll be referred to as rain, as a pool, as a well, as a river. Hallelujah. So there's many ways that he's symbolized by water. Now this doesn't mean that every time you see one of these Symbols that it's talking about the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it's just talking about wind or rain or oil or wine And you have to interpret it in the context and what you're reading it And I want to look at one emblem in particular this morning and how it identifies with the Holy Spirit in different ways and varying Different degrees and intensities. I want to look at the Holy Ghost as he's symbolized by water water being an emblem of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost Uh, we can call him spirit we can call him ghost as long as we reverence him king james calls him Ghost, and other translations like the niv the nlt and others like that they'll call him the holy spirit so it doesn't really make any difference what we call him either way it comes from the same greek word amen but uh it's easy to see the similarities because water is necessary we need water to live you can You can go without food for a certain period of time and you can go without water for a certain period of time but eventually if you don't get some, it's going to kill you so water gives life water causes growth and and it it gives us uh, things and benefits that we wouldn't otherwise have so water is important amen the holy ghost is important water is refreshing he's refreshing and uh these are all characteristics of the holy spirit life refreshing, growth, new life. But in the fourth chapter of John's gospel, Jesus comes to a city in Samaria called Sychar. And his disciples went off to find some lunch into the nearby towns. And Jesus stayed behind and being tired and wearied from his journey. He sits on this well. And while he's sitting there, this woman comes along and she's going to draw some water from the well. And Jesus says give me the drink some of that water and I don't know if you realize it or not but uh, based on Jewish etiquette and of course it's in the Talmud as well that Jewish men are not to speak to women in public so this kind of caught her by surprise and not only that but she's a Samaritan woman and the Jews just didn't have any dealings with Samaritans and so she was surprised by him asking her to give him the drink and so uh, she says, uh, why are you asking me being a Jew for something to drink? And Jesus said, if you knew who I was and you would be asking me for some water because I would give you living water and you'd never thirst again. And so this got her attention and she thought he was talking about the water in the well. So she says, sir, you don't have anything to draw with and the well is deep. So how are you going to get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who not only drank from this well himself, but he watered his cattle and his entire family. And so she's missing it because Jesus is talking about something spiritual and she's thinking naturally or she's thinking carnally. And then he says to her, whoever drinks the water from this well, Jacob's well, they will thirst again but whoever drinks the water that i shall give them they will never thirst again because this shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life well now she's really getting excited because it's a chore to go fetch water and take it back to the house so jesus is talking about the holy ghost even though he's talking about water he's actually talking about the holy ghost and the new birth, and he refers to him as a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That's what happens when you get saved. You are, you, the, the well of water is springing up, giving you everlasting life. It's talking about salvation. It's talking about the new birth. And there were two types of well that's, wells that you could tap into. One, you drill down far enough and you hit a pool of water and it's just lying there and there's very little movement in it and if it's not dipped into and it's not stirred every now and then it can become stagnant and then not any good to even drink anymore but then there's a type of well where you drill down and you hit a spring and it's constantly flowing and it's just like the Holy Spirit is just like uh, Jesus described the Nicodemus it's like the wind you don't know where it's coming from you don't know where it's going but it's moving and you can tell where it's been and so you dip into that water and it's always fresh it's always bubbling up it's always springing up it don't just lay there dormant or stagnant. and this is the type of water that Jesus was talking about when he referred to the Holy Spirit and so uh, the woman is getting excited now so she says sir Give me some of that water so I don't have to get thirsty anymore. And I won't have to come here every day to draw from the well. So she's still thinking carnally. And so Jesus changes the subject. And he tells her, go get your husband. And she says, sir, I have no husband. He says, you got that right. Because now he gets a word of knowledge. And he starts reading her mail. And he says, you got that right. Because you've had five husbands. And the one you're living with now, you're not married to. So this is a word of knowledge. There's no way he could have known that in the natural. There's no way anybody revealed that to him. He got it from the spirit of God. He got it from the Holy Ghost. And so now she really gets respectful. And she gets religious. And she says, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And then she changes the subject. And she says, our fathers worshiped in this mountain and you Jews, you Jews, say that Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. So now that she knows he's a prophet, she wants to get religious and show him that she knows something about religion as well. And and this happens a lot. When people find out you're a Christian, they'll start talking about what they know about Christianity, and what they know about God. I, I guess it makes them feel comfortable or whatever, but... Jesus says believe me the hour is coming and now is when you won't worship the father Neither in this mountain or at Jerusalem true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth because he's seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth and so he says God is a the spirit they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth and then he decides to answer her original question and he says us Jews know who to worship because salvation is of the Jews. In other words, salvation originates with us. Don't tell me to worship him in the mountain or in Jerusalem. We know more about it than you do. But he was polite about it. He didn't put her down. So then the woman says, I know the Messiah is coming. And he says, he tells her, I am the Messiah in so many words he said who you're talking to is I I am he so there's a lot of revelation in this passage of Scripture but what I want you to notice is the Holy Ghost is not only symbolized by water here he's described as a well of living water springing up into everlasting life so he's describing the Holy Ghost as the agent of salvation And he's talking about the new birth. He did the same thing with Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to him by night. He's a religious leader. Uh, Nicodemus says he's supposed to be educated in the word. And uh, he asked Jesus a question. And Jesus did the same thing to him he did to the woman. He just cut to the quick. And he said, except a man be born again, he shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus thinking carnally like this woman. He says well, how can a man be born a second time? Can he enter into his mother's womb and be born again? And so then jesus straightens him out and he tells him that i'm talking about spiritual things here just like he did the woman And he was talking about the new birth as well But he used the he used wind as an agent of the holy ghost He used wind as a symbol of the holy ghost And so then in the seventh chapter of John's Gospel Jesus was asked at the Feast of Tabernacles and we studied this in previous weeks And on the last day of the feast the Bible says Jesus stood up and cried out saying if anyone thirsts let him come unto me and drink And you know a lot of times we like to force feed our relatives and we like to force feed our spouse and we like to force feed our friends and try to make them drink something that they have no thirst for and we try to force God down their throat and force Jesus down their throat and he's telling us here don't do that if they're thirsty they'll come to me but one thing you can do is make them thirsty why you're the salt of the earth amen and if you're salty enough they'll get thirsty Hallelujah I mean you just tell us to praise the Lord glory to God thank you Jesus for that miracle and they're like what miracle? what are you talking about? oh just never mind now see you're making them thirsty live a life before them let the love and the joy and the peace and the long suffering and the faith come out of you all the time amen because this is what he's talking about drinking and if you drink enough it's gonna leak out amen. And make them thirsty make them want what you have hallelujah Hallelujah. So then he says he that believes on me as the scripture said Out of his belly or his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water And then it says but this spoke he of the spirit. So he's talking about water natural water Uh, He's talking about rivers. He's talking about wells, but he's actually talking about the holy spirit which they that believe on him should receive you got to be a believer first and then he says for the holy ghost was not yet given because that jesus was not yet glorified in other words he didn't go to heaven and send the comforter yet but the holy spirit was with them upon them but he said it's going to be in you so here he's talking about two things again the holy spirit with them Is the new birth and the Holy Spirit in them is going to be the baptism in the Holy Spirit two separate uh, Things and we looked at them last week, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here But here John is describing or Jesus in John is describing the Holy Ghost as rivers of living water same gospel, same gospel writer, same Holy Ghost, same water, but yet two separate and distinct descriptions of him with varying different degrees of intensity. The well springing up, it's moving, but it's not a river, it's springing up. And then he's talking about rivers of living water, and there's a big difference because he's describing two encounters with the Holy Ghost. The first encounter is the new birth. It's being born again. It's receiving salvation. That's the well. And then he's talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living waters. One is inside of you. And the other one is flowing out of you. And he described it as rivers. Not just a river. And the prophet Isaiah says, Behold, in Isaiah 12, 2 and 3, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. So there's no doubt about what he's talking about here. He's talking about salvation. And then he says, therefore, with joy, shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Salvation comes from the well. That's the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit when he comes into you uh, to rebirth you, to regenerate your spirit. He takes up residence with you, but for a different purpose is for bringing salvation. It's talking about the new birth. And then in the second description, he's talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And he says, out of your belly, your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. The well is for you. Salvation is for you, the rivers are for everybody else, they flow out of you, the well remains, the well of salvation remains and you can draw from it and that word salvation in the Greek it means protection, provision, healing, it means a bunch of different things. And that well is always in you, always springing up. And anytime you need any of those things, it's already within you. You need healing, it's springing up. You need provision, it's springing up. You need protection, it's springing up. It's all in there. It's all encompassed in that word salvation. That's for you. That's your well. But remember what I said before about wells can become stagnant if you allow them to just remain still.
0: still.
1: Sometimes you got to stir it up a little bit. Sometimes you have to dip from the wells of salvation. Uh, it's not just a one-time deal That well is always going to be there for you And you're always welcome to dip in it when you get thirsty and, and dip out of it The things that you need the things that salvation provides Amen. But then there's the rivers that's for bringing provision to everybody else Amen. Bringing healing and deliverance and salvation to everybody else. Amen. And then they got to do the same thing you do. They have to receive Jesus. That's what happens in salvation. You receive Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes in. And takes up residence with you. But for a different purpose. That's why it's described as a well. As opposed to rivers. Same Holy Ghost. Different purposes. Amen. And I'm telling you. We need the rivers. Uh. This is the living water that Jesus was talking about at the feast when he stood up and cried if any man is thirsty Let him come to me and drink So there's more to it than being just being born again Now you can get born again draw from the wells of salvation and live and die like that That's up to you. You have to make the choice if you want to go further if you want to do something else with the Holy Ghost and then there's that seventh encounter that was provided for us after being born again called the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And fire. The Holy Ghost in fire. We looked at fire before. It's a purifying fire. It'll burn out the dross. It'll burn out the impurities. It'll burn out the sin of your life. It'll burn out sickness and disease. It's the Holy Ghost and fire. This is the type of fire it is. And, uh, but why is this so important? Because like I said the well is to satisfy us But the rivers are the anointing of the holy ghost that is flowing out of your most inner being Is to a suffering and lost world full of sickness disease and sin the rivers are for them And how I many know oh, that takes rivers For this world it's going to take rivers to minister to this world jesus said in luke four eighteen and 19 the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to uh, heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. To re, to uh, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. If you'll notice, all of those things come with the Holy Ghost and the anointing, but they're all outward things. That was nothing there for Him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for you. Yes. I got some things for you. Yes. And so this is what the rivers are. That's an example of the rivers flowing out of Him to this lost and suffering and dying world. And thank God, because with the rivers, you can help the world, but you can also help your family. You can help your friends. You can help your children. Uh, but like I said, the new birth must always become before. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. Nowhere in the Bible will you ever see an example of somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost that wasn't already born again. And eventually we're going to start looking at some of these things as well. But anyway, when Jesus was telling his disciples about sending the Holy Ghost after he gets to heaven. Remember the 14th, 15th, 16th chapters of John. Uh, when he was giving his disciples the parting words or last words. He says in John 14, 16 and 17, I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. And it can't receive him because it sees him not neither knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you the new birth. And shall be in you the baptism in the Holy Ghost see he didn't have the baptism yet because he was still with his disciples so these waters are flowing out into the desert Uh, in Ezekiel the 47th chapter you can turn there but I'm just going to paraphrase it again there's a picture of water flowing out from under the temple of God which is a type of the rivers of living water he said rivers of living waters will flow out of us, and he's talking about the Holy Ghost, but this spake he of the Spirit, because we are the temple of God. And so this is a type and a shadow of us being baptized, full of the Holy Ghost, and rivers of living waters, rivers of the Holy Ghost, and attributes of the Holy Ghost flowing out of us to this desert world, this dry world that's sick and lost and dying and so this is a type of that and so these waters are flowing out into the desert and that's what the holy ghost is in you for to flow out to flow out into the dry desert places of life where there's hurting people and sickness and disease and suffering and death he wants those rivers to flow out into that desert of life amen so these waters are flowing out into the desert and uh, the waters that are coming out from under the temple the bible says they bring life to everything that they touch and uh, it creates this great river rivers of living waters jesus uh the bible said in the last days i will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy this is the pouring out this is the rivers coming from the temple of god coming from heaven itself from under the throne and coming down to earth and flowing like rivers of living water and they bring life to everything that they touch the bible says everywhere the waters went and everything the waters touch came to life and that's because he's a life-giving spirit he brings life to everything he touches and you show me a spirit filled believer, for that matter, show me a spirit filled church, and I'll show you a church that's full of life and full of joy. Amen. A church that's not ashamed to shout or run or dance or praise the Lord and lift their hands. They're not ashamed to praise the Lord. Why? They're full of life. They got something to praise Him about. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know people think our little church is weird because we get excited around here sometimes once in a while pastor ed will break out in a dance over there miss shannon will run around the church uh, miss nancy will run gracie somebody will jump up and shout somebody will spin somebody will say praise the lord for no particular reason and sometimes they'll do it without music hallelujah right. i mean we'll run we'll jump we'll dance we'll shout and that makes some people nervous and we've actually had visitors come here and didn't come back and I've talked to them later Sometimes and ask them, uh, you know, did we offend you? Did we do? It? He said, oh, you're just a little bit too fanatical for me, you know uh, But I don't know they get this idea that we might make God nervous well
0: <laughs>
1: You can't make God nervous he likes an exciting church. He likes yeah. shouting and dancing and jumping and running. Amen. Amen. Yes. I can remember when we came here from Raymond a couple of years back. A couple of years. We were full of the Holy Ghost and fire. I mean, we seen things at Rhema and seen miracles and seen all these salvations and seen. All, we were just so excited, full of the Holy Ghost and fire, full of zeal. I mean. We, we was like a pent-up bull like I described the Holy Ghost before we were just ready to get turned loose You know and and we come here with that type of attitude and of course we started the church in uh, Mike and Gwen's house and then after a while we decided we need to Go into the hotel and I remember we were getting ready for our first service at the hotel on Brownsboro Road there and Some of you guys were there. You're still here today. So you know what I'm talking about, but uh, we ran ads in the newspaper and uh, we ran an advertisement on the radio we had Duke and Dino the dinosaur and uh, we personally invited people we passed out things at work and uh, we especially prayed and we prayed hard for that first service and I remember us asking God God send us the people that the other churches have rejected Send us the rejects, Lord. We'll take them. We'll love on them. And we'll get them saved. And uh, we were a little bit naive and had a lot to learn. You know, Jesus said, the zeal of my house is eating me up. You know, and that's kind of how we were. We were so full of zeal. It was eating us up. And so we even prayed, God, send us the blind, the crippled, the lame, and the crazy. (laughs) I'm telling you, we actually prayed that. Yes, Pastor I told you we was naive and had a lot to learn, but we didn't know God was going to send them all to that first service over at the hotel. <laughs> and and uh, I'm saying a lot of this in fun, but there was a couple that I just described that, that come to our church, and uh, I
0: can't
1: <laughs> mention any names, but one of them was just like us. This, this. Woman and her daughter was just like us. She was full of zeal and all this kind of stuff, and uh, well, just a little bit flaky. But when I was preaching healing and deliverance and salvation, the last thing I expected was somebody to come up and get some of it. You know what I mean? So when they come up, I didn't know what to do. I had all this zeal, I had all this knowledge. I just, you know. When, when i guess i didn't have the faith to expect them to come up and when they did they caught me by surprise but we prayed for some people and they actually got healed and uh we was hurting for finances and we were, we were believing for this building right here but we didn't have the finances for it and uh some guy comes and visits us gives us a check for ten thousand dollars i'm telling you this was This was normal stuff that happened in our early church when we were first getting started and just and I guess we took it for granted for a number of years and You know, we just got used to that and uh, we just felt like it's gonna be like that all the time, but you know, it's uh, It's like the keeper of the flame, you know when you're the keeper of the flame in other words You got to keep the fire burning. You got to tend to that fire and if you don't it's gonna go out and so uh, I can remember that feeling that we could just whip anybody or anything to come along, no matter what the devil threw at us, we could whip it and get the victory over it, you know, and uh, we were so pumped up, but the point I want to make is this, somewhere along the line as a church, we've lost that zeal, we've lost that attitude that we can be victorious and we're overcomers and uh, we can whip anything that the devil sends our way, and we've allowed doubt to come in and, you know, yeah, well, yeah, that's true, but, and, I mean, I'll I tell you what, I told Pastorette the other night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I guess I was dreaming, maybe had pizza dream or something, but I heard distinctly a voice say to me, like it was in the very room where I was at, said that COVID was a test, just out of the blue. COVID was a test and the church failed miserably. He said COVID was an opportunity for us to flow into that dying disease world and get them in here and get them saved and healed. And we failed. Not just our little church, the church universal. We failed miserably. Now I really believe in my spirit. That was God speaking to me. And and, uh, I, I know I told you this before, but there's Actually churches in this country that are still closed today There are churches that closed and never reopened And i'm just going to say this boldly and plainly I don't care if it gets zapped or taken off of youtube or whatever else we're on But I think covid It's a real disease don't get me wrong people got sick some people died But not as many as they led us to believe And I believe COVID as a pandemic, not as a sickness, as a pandemic was the biggest hoax since the Russian collusion hoax. And we fell for it hook, line and sinker. The church did. And we're still wallowing around in it. Not this church. I told pastor when, when we finally reopened, I don't know, we was closed a couple of months. We was online doing them strictly online. I don't, Remember exactly what it was? But when we opened up, me and Pastor Red looked at each other and we said, we will never close again. And this was back in a time when there was a possibility that we'd have another shutdown. They were even talking about it. And uh, I said, we will never close again. Thank God we didn't because there's a lot of churches that didn't reopen when God gave them the opportunity. And they closed permanently. They never did open back up. And we have mega churches today that are still not opened up. And that's where the church failed because the church allowed themselves to get into fear over faith. And it caused all the problems that we're having in the church. Well, 99% of them anyway. And uh, we're not going to let that happen anymore. Amen.
0: Uh,
1: Same thing with the masks. You know, I had a bad feeling about the masks all along because I said, how are these going to protect us from a disease that's airborne? I mean, they they leak on the sides and you're always fiddling with them. You know, this is no protection. Besides that, if it's an airborne virus, it's going to get in your eyes and in your ears. It's going to get in any open orifice, especially your eyes, because your eyes are wet, just like your mouth is. And when it hits your eyes, it's going to stick. It's going to get in your body. And these people think that wearing a face shield like that virus ain't smart enough to go around the sides, you know, and but it made them feel safe, but it was a false sense of security. And, and, uh, you know, if you look at real nurses and doctors that are dealing with infectious diseases, they have airtight goggles on and a face shield and uh, M95 mask that doesn't have any leaks around it. And uh, they got their eyes and everything's covered. Their ears, they even wear like a little hoodie type thing. And that's how you protect against an airborne virus. Nobody was doing that. And I believe that the mask was just a sign of control and a sign of our fear, amen? And uh, even when some people weren't wearing masks if I seen somebody wearing one out of respect i'd wear it I even now i'll take it in the store And if people are wearing masks i'll put mine on not because i'm in fear or anything But like paul said when in rome you do like the romans, but i'm not going to violate the word of god anymore amen And uh, I went into uh, McAllister's and I asked the guy I said, you guys requiring masks He said first of all, I would never require anybody wearing masks and I said, well, you're a man after my own heart. He said, yeah, he said, I think he's been a bunch of bull from the get-go. <laughs> well, I enjoyed talking to him. But he was wearing a mask because he was required by his employer to wear it. I went to Starbucks this morning. You can't go in without a mask. And everybody in there is wearing a mask, you know, so they're still in bondage. They're still going along with the ploy. But, uh, You know, we're talking about a disease that's got a 99% cure rate, which is even better than the average flu virus. And uh, since the disease started, we've completely eradicated and wiped out flus of every kind because we're not getting reported at all now. There's no flu anymore in the world. It's all COVID. And so, uh, I think we're at the place now where people are beginning to realize that we've been duped. Amen but no more. No more. Hallelujah. Anyway, where was I? All
0: right, I just, I just
1: got the evil eye from somebody. No, I'm just kidding. But here's the thing, you know, uh, the point I want to make is this. Somewhere along the line, we've lost that zeal, we've lost that faith, that unwavering faith that we can believe God for anything. Yeah. We've lost that attitude of being a conqueror yeah. and being yeah. victorious in everything yeah. that we that's step right. out to do. And I don't know about you, but I want it back. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's the Holy Ghost and the anointing that's going to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. I want it, I want that attitude back that. Uh, just like before, we could whip the devil no matter what he throws at us, and we can be victorious over him.
0: That's right.
1: I want it back. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you a story about this big bully in high school. Oh, Lord. He's going about pushing people around and beating them up and taking their lunch money. And there's this little wiry country boy. Skinny little wiry country boy, but he was tough as a wildcat. Mm-hmm. And he went up to that bully one day, and the bully was sitting there and he had a clipboard and he was writing something on the clipboard. And that little old wiry country boy said, Hey Mr. Bully. He said, Yeah, what do you want? He said, What are you writing there? He said, I'm a writing a list of everybody in this school that I can whip. That little country boy, think about it for a minute and He said, let me see that list. He snatched that clipboard right out of his hand. He started reading down that list there to see if his name was on it.
0: He said, hey, my
1: name's on here. He said, you can't whip me. He said, I'll whip you into the middle of next week. And that bully said, oh yeah? He says, yeah. He says, uh, and the little boy said, or the little boy said, what are you gonna do about it? And the bully looked at him and said, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. And that little old country boy balled up his fist and stuck his tongue out. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He says, I'm just going to race your name off that list. (laughs) And, And you know what? That's how it is with a bully. If you'll stand up to him, he won't bully you anymore. And if you get a lick on or even act like you won't get a lick in on him, he don't want to mess with you because he's a big chicken at heart. and He don't want to get hurt.
0: So he'll test the waters. He'll try to
1: get to you, try to scare you, try to get you to the place where he can bully, bully you around. And, And that's how it is with the devil. He does the same thing. The devil is a big bully. And he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, but he don't have the power to do anything except maybe scare you and deceive you into thinking that he's stronger than he is. But when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, you'll be like that little wiry country boy and you'll snatch that clipboard out of his hand and you'll say, you take my name off your list, Mr. Bully." You take my family's name off your list. You take yeah. my children off your list. Matter right. of fact, you take yes. anything got anything that's to do with it. me off that list. Because yes. I'll whip you into the middle of next week. Woo. And if I can't do it by myself, I got a big brother. His name yeah. is Jesus. And he's gonna whip you once already. On. And he'll whip you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's the way we gotta get. That's yes. how we yeah. were in the hotel,
0: if yes. you remember. Yeah
1: we could believe God for anything Yes. And some, somewhere along the line we we got comfortable we got uh, passive
0: uh-huh.
1: and it's time for us to serve notice on the devil the big boy yes.
0: right.
1: well anyway that's all side free. free, but let's get back to that water I was talking about flowing out from under the temple of God
0: Come
1: on. and uh, Everything that water touched turned to life. And it's talking about an actual river that's gonna flow during the millennial kingdom. It's called the Millennial River.
0: And it's actually
1: gonna flow in the land.
0: Yes, it is. And that
1: river is gonna bring life even to the Dead Sea where nothing can live. No fish has ever been able to live in the Dead Sea because of the high salt content. But when this water touches that uh, Dead Sea, it's going to begin to teem with life. Yes, it's going to bring life to something that's been dead for centuries. Yes, And, and uh, you know, like I said before, we've had people visit our, ch- our church before. And, and they wouldn't come back because they felt like we were too loud and emotional and a little too fanatical. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason we are is because we're alive.
0: Amen. We got yes. some
1: life in it. Yes. Yes. This is what living people
0: do. They yes. get excited. Yes. They have fun. They have
1: joy. Hallelujah. Yes. We don't have nearly enough, but we're gonna Ooh, get it back. Yes. Amen. Yes.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. And, and uh, you know, wherever that water flows, there should be not only life, but joy and peace in the Holy yes. Ghost. Yes.
0: Amen. Joy and
1: peace. Hallelujah. Yes. One old boy got filled with the Holy Ghost and he said, Man last week I couldn't even spell fanatic and now I are one, hallelujah. Yes, amen.
0: That's what happened
1: to me. I couldn't even spell fanatic then all of a sudden I are one, hallelujah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But Ezekiel had a man, a guide that was with him in this vision and he would measure out the water. He'd go so far out and he'd measure out uh, and then see how deep the water was and he went out uh the first time and he found that the water was ankle deep so then he goes out to be exact another 1750 feet in our language and he goes out another 1750 feet he measures again now it's up to his knees so then he measures another 1750 feet the bible gives it in cubits and i'm sure it has a spiritual meaning to it but i don't know what it is anyway he goes out another 1750 feet he measures again. Now it's loin deep. King James says waist deep. Everybody else says. Yes. And then he goes out. He measures again. Yes. And he goes out another 1,750 feet. He measures again. And he said it was waters to swim in. Yes. In other words, it was over his hand now. Yes. His feet, his little toes couldn't touch yes. the ground anymore or the bottom anymore. He was free swimming yes. in it. Hallelujah. And it's talking about the Holy Ghost and the different levels and different intensities and different movements of the Holy Ghost. In other words, you can start out little and finish up big. In
0: other words, you can have all
1: the Holy Ghost that you want or don't want, but it's all available. It's in that river of life, the rivers of life that are flowing from us. Hallelujah. 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 But let me ask you something. How far are you willing to go Ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. Are you willing to go all the way and swim?
0: That's right.
1: Swim Swim in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And and it's important. You got to make that choice because God doesn't force you to get in the water. Amen. Amen. You know, people say, "Well, I think this is some of the visitors we had. I think I'll go check out that little fanatical church in Louisville, Ah, that little Faith Fellowship Church. I've been, I've seen them online a a couple times. I heard they get a little excited, and and I'm kind of." Uh, intrigued by that but I'm not going to go too deep I'm just going to get in up to my ankles and sw- you know just swish around there a little bit it feels good on your feet and your toes and your ankles and everything but I ain't going to go too deep because somebody might see me a relative might find out I went there uh, a friend might know that I went there and they might think I'm crazy so Ankle deep is good enough for me because if I have to, I can get out right quick. Come on, And it won't take me too long to dry off. (laughs) See, it's people that have to be in control. They have to be, they have to direct their own lives. They won't trust the Holy Ghost with their lives. They'll give them a portion of it. But they stay close to the shoreline just in case they have to get out right quick. And then there's some that say, hey, this is pretty nice. This feels pretty good, man. Uh I think I'll go in a little bit deeper. Oh, yeah, that feels good. And they swish around in that knee-deep water and everything. And and they're enjoying a little bit more of the Holy Ghost. They might even break out in a little dance once in a while or run. They might shout. Might even raise their hands. Mm. But... They only go knee-deep because in case they have to get out right quick they can run to the shore and then there's some they get to liking that and they say man I, I want more of this I want to look I want to feel more of this yes. Holy Ghost yes. star and they'll go out waist deep
0: uh-huh.
1: might even cut loose in tongues a little bit Ooh. do a little jig spin around in the water maybe Dumped down a couple times and get up. But still in control of their own lives. Still directing their own lives. Don't want any direction from the Holy Ghost. And as soon as the Holy Ghost starts putting some conviction on them. Or trying to uh, get them to move a little further. They'll run to the shore again. they got to stay close enough to the shore. They gave him a little control. But they can still move in and out as they please. And then there's those that get into the water waist deep. And they said you know what i want all of this i can get amen and they just keep walking out until they're swimming yes. and once they're swimming their little toes ain't touching the Woo, ground no Lord. more they let the flow take them anywhere it wants to take
0: yes them. Amen. they let the current
1: of the holy ghost the flow of the holy ghost just move them anywhere yes. they want them to yes.
0: go yes. now
1: i don't know about yes. you but i've had my experience in all levels of water
0: uh-huh.
1: i stayed chest beat for a long time yes. but always kept my feet on the bottom oh, nice.
0: and always
1: wanted to have that yes. sense of uh, i don't know direction that i could still be in control yes. that i can see even though it's harder now i'm up to my chest i can still run to the shore <laughs> if i have to
0: yes
1: and, and then and then one day i said Take me all the way in. I went all the way in. And I began to flow in the Holy Ghost. I began Hallelujah. to just flow in that water. I let him take me in this direction and that yes. direction. And he took us to Ramah. Come on. Uh, he took us to yes. first to night school. Then he took us to Rama, And then he brought us here and had us start a church. And uh, you know what? I, I just got to the place where I was satisfied. Uh-oh. And I've become complacent. Uh I'm just being honest with y'all now. And and I got to the place where just floating around in the Holy Ghost was good enough. And when he wanted to take me in a direction, I paddled the other way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I stayed in the water, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I didn't cooperate with the currents. And we got to get back to the place, me first, where we start flowing with the Holy Ghost yes. again.
0: Yes. We start
1: letting him direct us and let yes. him tell us which way yes. to go and how to get there, yes, amen? Sir. And I, I I just feel good about this church. I just feel good about the things that's gonna be happening here real soon as yes. we start getting back in that flow Thank again. You, we start getting that, that uh, courageous spirit back again yes. that the Holy Ghost gives us, amen? Yes. We can't have it without him. We tried, we tried, we tried. We can't have it without him. It's got to be all God or none at all.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, you're going to still have scary times, but you won't be able to run out of the water like you used to. Something Uh scares you, you just can't run out anymore. You're in it over your head. And once you get to flowing in that that current, Uh Yeah. You let him direct your life. You let him take you yes. where he Sorry. wants to go. And I'm gonna tell you something, it takes faith to do that. Yes. And I you know, I still have faith. Don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not gonna fail uh in my leadership role that God's given me, but uh I had a lot more faith back then when I quit a twenty year career with UPS Amen. and pulled it all up and went to Oklahoma to Bible College.
0: That's right. That took yeah. a lot of faith. Yes.
1: And then it took a lot of faith to not go back home
0: right.
1: yes. and come here instead. Yes. That took a lot of faith. Yes,
0: yes. Sir. And I got
1: to the place, not recently, but years not too far removed, where I wouldn't be willing to do that anymore. In other words, I was in the water, but I wasn't letting it take me where it wanted to take me. Right. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And I'm back. I'm glad he can take me wherever he wants to take
0: me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him direct me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But uh, Ezekiel said there were fruit trees of all kind growing along both sides of the river that these waters flowed and formed this river. And there were fruit, fruit trees on both sides. And these were special fruit trees. I don't know, it didn't say what kind of fruit, but it said they bore fruit every month. Wow. Every month, new fruit, wow. new life. Yes. The leaves never turned and they never fell. And they said the food, the fruit was for food yes. and the leaves were for healing. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Now this, this don't mean a whole lot to us right now, but it actually means provision yes. and healing. And in the millennial that's really going to be important because not everybody's going to be glorified like us Not everybody's going to have a glorified body. There's going to be natural people here and when they go to Jerusalem uh, every year for uh, Worship and sacrifice They have to eat from them trees and they have to eat the, the leaves from those trees in order to stay alive till next year so there ain't no. It's not gonna be. Well, I think I'll go to church today. You don't go to church that day, you ain't gonna live very long. Amen. That's why I ain't God. This church'd be full if I was God. I'd put a headache on people, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They will not get relief till they got to church. Amen. They'd have to get here to get relief. I pray for them. Get them healed, hallelujah. But isn't that a wonderful river? A new crop every month. Why? Because it's watered by a river that's so full of life and trees just keep producing and producing and producing and producing. and producing. And that's what we have to do. Yes. We have to get into that river and let that life reproduce in us and reproduce in us and reproduce in us. And then we have to let it flow. Let it flow out
0: yes
1: amen Amen. hallelujah Hallelujah. but we have to choose yes you can have all the Holy Ghost you want or none at all and there's people right now have none at all and there's people that are in ankle deep some knees some waist and some are swimming around yes but God wants us in Yes. all the way. Yes. He wants all of us in yes. all the way, yes. all the time. Yes. And I'm telling you, you will see such a difference in your life. Yes, uh, And it's just a matter of letting go yes. and trusting in Him. Yes. And yes. that's the hard part. That's the hard part about going in the deep end. Uh-huh. Amen. I mean, even when we were little kids, we didn't start out in the deep end. We uh, We trained our toe how to swim. Because that's all we do. Get in that water, little toe. And we swish our toe around. Why? We were afraid to get in. Amen. And then uh, you either got brave and waded in a little deep, or somebody pushed you in. Some bully pushed you in. And when he pushed you in, you swim or die. Amen. Well, God won't do that. That's
0: right.
1: He'll let you walk in, he'll let you try it out. Yes. He'll let you go a little further and a little further and a little further, but he'll never drag you out yes. in the deep end. He'll never push you in the deep end. Yes. He wants you to make that choice. Thank yes. you, But when you do, it will change your yes. life. Yes. It will change your life.
0: Yes. Thank you, Lord.
1: God wants us to give him control of our whole life. Yes. Not just parts of it.
0: Amen. Now,
1: he wants our life directed by the Holy Ghost. He wants us to follow his lead and quit getting in and out amen? amen i'm telling you i could give you examples and yes. name names of awesome. people that i know is the remedy for what they're going through and the remedy for the life they're living right now and the problems they're having could be corrected if they just yes. trust god yes. and get in all the way yes. and quit getting in and out
0: Amen. Yeah
1: surrender it all just going in the deep end and let the current take you where it wants to take you amen amen hallelujah Hallelujah. praise the lord i'm gonna have to quit here hallelujah
0: hallelujah
1: i'm telling you this is our season this is our time
0: yes it is but we
1: can't do it without the Holy Ghost. We Amen. need we Amen. need the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. It's in Him that we live and move and have yes. our being. Yes. It's in that deep water that we yes. live and move and have our being.
0: Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: It's all in Him. Yes.
0: Hallelujah.
1: And I'm telling you, He will direct your life, take yes. you places. It'd be scary. It'd be scary at okay. first, but He'll take you places and show you things that you never even dreamed of.
0: Amen.
1: He will make provision for you that you never dreamed of. You will experience healings and miracles that you never dreamed of. Yes. I, I'm, maybe on a Wednesday night, me and Pastor I can share some of these things with you. Some of the things that he's did for us. There's, You know, there's times when uh, certain things you just can't share. That's it. People just won't believe it. That's it. People just won't believe some things. That, the adventures that the Holy Ghost. I could write a book, The Adventures of the Holy Ghost. Me, you know, like the Book of Acts, you know. I'd have my own Book of Acts and the things that we did in places. And even when we didn't realize what was going on, the Holy Ghost was orchestrating everything. Yes. Yes. And looking back on it, it's easy to see. You know, uh, hindsight is crystal clear. Yes. But then we just trying to stay afloat.
0: Amen.
1: And the Holy Ghost got us through it every time, every, every time. time. Yes. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Jesus said, "Yeah." You know, John said that you know, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me. I ain't even worthy to untie or tie his shoes, and he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. And then Jesus uh, uh, told his disciples before he went to heaven. He says, go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power yes. from on high. Wow. And so they went to Jerusalem. And you know the story, the 120 in the upper room. Uh, Holy Ghost come in, what, as a cloven tongue. First a rushing mighty wind, then it, it lit upon each and every one of them as a tongue of fire. Yes. A cloven tongue of fire. Yes. It, it almost sounds spooky, but it was a split tongue.
0: Yes.
1: of fire, in other yes. words, you're going to be bilingual after today. Right. You're going to have two. If you only have one language, you're going to have two True. after today.
0: Yes.
1: And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about speaking in tongues. And yes. I'm not going to ask for it. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, I ain't asking yet. I'm going to get you right. thirsty.
0: Right. And I'm going to
1: get you to the place where you want nothing but the Holy Ghost.
0: Amen. With
1: the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Yes. Because uh, at the Tower of Babel, God said these people are speaking one language and they're in unity and as a result they'll be able to accomplish anything that they can imagine.
0: Yes.
1: Why? Unity and yes. one language.
0: Yes, that's God it.
1: brought them together in unity and one accord on yes. the day of Pentecost. And He gave them a new language that they could all speak, a language that was connected with God. Amen. And if, if those people at the Tower of Babel, if he didn't confound their language, they would have built that tower to heaven. Yes. God said they could do it. Yes. And so what could the church do
0: yes. if we ever get in unity
1: yes. and one accord Hallelujah. and all speak yes. the same language, yes. just like yes. they did at the Tower Thank of Babel? You, there'd be nothing that we couldn't accomplish That's as a church.
0: Right. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Amen.
1: And I know we're Woo. hearing that but are we really comprehending yes. it? Are we really receiving it? Do we yes. really have a revelation of what that means? Yes. I mean, this church should look exactly like the church on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah.
0: Because we're still living
1: in Pentecost. Today, as a matter of fact, it's Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday. Sunday. Isn't it?
0: yes. We're still living
1: in Pentecost. and yes. We have Pentecostal Sunday to remind us of that. Yes. And we're still living out the book of Acts. But Come we're on. not acting like the book of Acts.
0: Hallelujah,
1: our church should look exactly like the church in the book of Acts Amen. But we've allowed it to change Not just our little church, but the church universal
0: universal.
1: We've we've denominationalized it We've got into divisions Uh, first thing the devil did was uh, put a nix on the uh, unity and then he uh, convince people that speaking in tongues come from him said it's of the devil because he don't want you speaking one language. He don't want you in unity. That's right. And so he's always causing strife and division. Yes. Yeah. And we're allowing him yes. to do that.
0: That's right. So
1: and so I heard so and so said such and such. That's it, I'm done with them. And be in mm-hmm. the same church
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be at odds with one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Why? Division. He don't want that unity. Where uh, where any two agree is touching anything that they ask.
0: Just two, just two. Amen.
1: If they can agree on something, God said he'll give you the desires of your heart. That's it. Anything you ask of him.
0: glory.
1: True agreement. True unity.
0: Yes.
1: And this is what we got to get back to. Yes. Our country is in a mess right now. Why? No unity.
0: Amen. That's right.
1: And you can see, and I don't want to glorify the devil, but you can see success yes. in certain parties. Yes. Even though it's dynamic, uh, d- not, demonic, yes. and even though it's evil, yeah. there's a certain degree of success and the only reason for that is because they are in unity.
0: Yes. Uh, come they on, are one man. voice. you don't Uh believe
1: me, just look at how they're voting in the House. Look at how they're voting in the Senate. Because of that unity, they're getting everything that they ever imagined. But I got news for them. God's got an ace up his sleeve. They're getting ready to pull it out. You just watch. You just watch. Arizona, Maricopa County audit is revealed. They only have 17% of the audit complete 17 to 20%. And they've already proven beyond shadow, any shadow of a doubt that Trump won the presidency, just with the number of votes in Maricopa County. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And now they're looking at other states and uh, it's gonna get so big it can't be ignored. And you know why? Because we are finally waking up and finally starting to come together
0: in a little bit
1: of unity. Amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: We haven't lost our nation yet, and neither will we. Nope. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you. God, even when we don't see you working, even when we don't feel anything going on, even when we can't comprehend a way out of this, you're the God that makes ways where there seems to be no way. And if we just get our thinking out of the way, our self out of the way, our carnality, our flesh out of the way and start flowing in the Holy Ghost and flowing in the spirit. I know that you'll reveal things to us that we haven't seen heretofore. And I thank you, Lord, that you have your hand, your finger on the pulse of this nation. You know everything that's going on and you will be glorified in it in the end. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it we know that you love our country we know that you love everybody you love them so much you gave your only son and he died for them so that they could be saved and not have to go to hell and we know father that you have a plan and that plan is in full operation right now and we are about to see the results of it we are about to see the fruits of that plan we thank you for raising up people lord we thank you for protecting those that have stood up and spoke not only for this country but spoke up for you we thank you that you're watching over them protecting them and their families keeping them safe and God we would love to believe that Trump is going to make a comeback but we're looking for your man it might be Trump it might be somebody else but we want him to come from you Hallelujah. and we know he's being groomed and he's being trained right now in Jesus name Thank you and we praise you for it Thank you for the mighty Holy Ghost Hallelujah Thank you that you shared him with us That you allowed him to indwell us To live in us That you made us the temple of the living God The temple of the Holy Ghost And you did it for a reason Hallelujah So thank you for revelation Thank you for showing us things That we haven't even seen before Or could even dream of In Jesus name